Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris or Velo Sews on social media. Welcome back to Sew Over 50 podcast. Stay listening. Sew Organised Style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. Thanks for joining us on another Sew Over 50 podcast. Sew Over 50 intersects with all communities. On the podcast, we've had a few guests who have focused on making bras and making sure that you've got a great fit for your chest. Today's podcast guest is Jenny from Annie and Myra's. Jenny is a bra sewing expert based in country Victoria. Welcome to the podcast, Jenny. Thank you so much for inviting me, Rio. I was particularly excited to uh, be invited by another Australian, actually. That was so lovely. You're most welcome. It's one of my aims for the podcast to bring Australian and New Zealanders to the podcast audience. And so I'm really thankful that you said yes to being on the podcast. Oh, no, I was so excited when I got your email. I went, oh, she's Australian. How exciting. (laughs) For our listeners... Can you let us know where we can find you online? I have a website. It's www.annieandmyras.com.au. Annie and Myras, I named after my two grandmothers that taught me to sew, so that's why it's named that. Most of my activity is on Instagram. And you can find me on Instagram as at Annie and Myra's, A-N-N-I-E-A-N-D-M-Y-R-A-S. I think I like the personal aspect of Instagram, which is why I tend to hang out there in a little bubble where I chat and enjoy sharing stories and helping people sew. You were part of the Sewing Bee online event. Did you want to tell us about that in a bit more detail? The Bra Sewing Bee, I was so excited to do that. I actually did it last year. I had only just started to get an online presence then. I'd previously done face-to-face workshops and I was invited to be involved and I learned a lot of tech to do that and it was so much fun. And then I was invited back this year. The Bra Sewing Bee is an online event. I think there were maybe about 20 teachers This year, they had a preceding day, which was called the Beginner's Bee, which was for beginners. Otherwise, there were lots of classes in all different areas. There was inspiration. I had one in that. There was fit. There were fit clinics where you could actually have an online fitting. There were technique classes. I presented one on couture techniques. And some of those were pre-recorded and some were live. The live classes were programmed so that you could view it in your own time zone. So a huge amount of organisation in that and also lots of giveaways. It's always fun to have a goodie bag when you go to an event, whether it's online or not. Well, yes, there was also discount codes for buying things cheaper. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. Because I was busy at the time, I will be watching it back later. You also had the option, even though it was a four-day online event, there was an option to pay more to get what is called extended access so that you can watch it for 12 months at your leisure. Jenny, when did you start sewing? 
I have very, very fond memories of making my first dress with my grandmother, Myra, when I was eight. And I fondly remember, proudly remember showing that dress at show and tell at school. I have always continued sewing thereafter with particularly Myra. So I always have done various forms of sewing. It's always been, I often if people look at my Instagram, I'll often use the hashtag, hashtag sewing is my therapy. So when I find sewing is the best therapy, it's, you know, whenever I'm stressed or anything like that, I will sew, particularly whenever I had exams at university, I'd always have sewing and fabrics and materials and patterns all ready to go as a bribe to get through exams. So I've just been passionate about it always for lifelong. When you started to sew to now, have you ever had a break from sewing? Perhaps when I've been overseas and haven't had access to a sewing machine, that's probably about it. But then I will probably have taken with me something else with a needle and thread, like quilting or something like that. I'm not very good at sitting still without doing something with my hands. I often carry around knitting on the train. You know, I I don't think I've ever gone a day without doing something unless I was in hospital or something. Over the years, I've done bridal sewing. I've done men's tailoring. I've done millinery. I was registered as a milliner. I have done all sorts of modalities and lingerie is more recent. I can get totally immersed in one style and that'll be the favourite at that time. What are some of the things that new sewists should look at or consider when they start to make a bra? I was actually thinking about this earlier today before we chatted, Maria, actually. And I think one of the things is that people are often fearful of making a bra. They think it'll be too hard. My advice is just start. Just a warning, it is quite addictive. The first bra you make may not fit well, and most people know that, but you do need to start somewhere. I think you do need some intermediate level of sewing skill, but most intermediate to advanced sewers will easily be able to do the actual construction. It it is a completely different paradigm shift, the actual concepts, but I think the harder part is the fitting, but that really is like fitting any particular garment that you make it may not fit necessarily the first time and you're going to tweak it in bra making they do often now talk about doing a muslin test which is basically where you make the first version in a cheaper fabric and check the fit before you use all the pretty earlier this year I went on a sewing weekend and I took three bras to make I'd already cut them out Mm -hmm. and while I was sewing them so I did one every day I was at least starting and finishing them I was always asked a couple of questions so I think maybe you're the right person to ask because mm-hmm. I'm just a sew, I'm not a specialist. So the, the question that I kept getting was, what do you do when the wire in the bra keeps popping out that you've secured? I think that's there's two arms to that question. First of all, I think you're asking, what do you do if your breast root is wider and you need a wider based wire? And the second question may be that that, that wire is a little bit long for the channel and that's why it keeps popping out. What would be your answer for those questions? Just for yourself, Maria, and perhaps anyone else listening, on Tuesdays, I usually will do a video tutorial in my Instagram stories. And the previous ones are now saved to my Instagram highlights. There is one there that's called cup shapes. Most people know, you know, 
in a ready to wear, I'm a 34C, I'm a 34D. That just tells your tells us about your cup volume. It doesn't tell you where that volume is distributed. So everybody will have a different cup shape and sometimes those shapes will be different on each side as well. And some people might have a wider breast root. The breast root is where the breast takes off from the chest wall, which is where the underwire sits. So I don't mind getting a bit personal, but I kind of know that my breast root is a bit wide and I do better with a wire that has a wider shape rather than the regular wire. Right. I think that might answer the first part of the question. Yes. So the regular wire is a more regular breast root and then there is something called an orange wire or sometimes I'll use a Carmen wire which have a bit of a wider splay to them. Right. The second question is usually we like to allow something called wire play which is there should be a little bit of give below where you've bartacked the wire channeling close so that the wire is not sitting but directly against the bartack so it's not inclined to push through. In fact, reminiscing now that that was something that used to happen to me with ready-to-wear bras, but I think they often were sitting butt up against the bar tack, whereas mine will, there's just a little bit of give to allow those wires to move within the channel. And the other last part about that question may be that the bar tack wasn't actually quite secure. And the other part is that some newish bra makers may not know that the underwire sits within a channel within the channeling. And I didn't work this out the first time myself either. There is actually the channeling has a channel within it that wire sits in. So if the wire was actually sitting between the channeling and the fabric and not actually in the channel, that may be another reason it's popped out. And then I think the third thing that may have been happening is if you're using channeling, which is quite old, so it might not be compacted enough. Right. And it lets the wire through. Wow. I guess I have so many supplies, I've not got many old channeling. <laughs> so the reason I say that is because I've actually been able to purchase at resellers. So I've been to the sewing basket and I actually bought a kit. And I suspect that because it was an old kit, then maybe there was a bit of deterioration that had happened. And so the strength of the channeling wasn't as good as if it was brand new, is all I'm saying. Jenny, when people are looking at notions for bras, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are now looking at being sustainable with their sewing, they might not be buying new, they might be buying secondhand or from resellers like I did. Mm -hmm. What should people look out for when it comes to buying notions that aren't brand new? Yeah, with the elastic, I think you want to check and see that it hasn't, well, one way to find out is to see that it hasn't got little bubbles in it, like it's not wobbly. And then I'm assuming this is something that you're able to get your hands on, like touch and feel, because that's something that's pretty rare these days, be able to touch and feel supplies. But I'd be looking to see, yes, if you stretched it, whether the bounce back is there, that it, you know, it's like a rubber string that it bounces back. And also that there aren't any little bits of elastic fibers on the inside that have broken off and coming through. Jenny, when it comes to the rings and sliders, are there some that we should value more than others? Plastic versus metal? I guess I'm a couture girl, so I really like the metal ones. I have 
over many years because back in my 20s, I used to cut up my old bras and harvest supplies from there. So that's how I used to get supplies before I found that they were online. But now I guess I'm a bit mindful of the suppliers I use to make sure that the coating of those rings and sliders is good because again I'm a bit of a couture girl and I like the rose gold ones and I think that's a matter of just having chosen particular suppliers over time you can always ask the supplier about that what checks have been made particularly for swimwear I do know that the ones that are being used for swimwear usually will have been tested thanks Jenny yeah thank you for pointing that out what we should be looking for I actually must say I haven't thought about it But I do remember seeing someone who was testing the rings and sliders they had. And I think that understanding how bra notions and fabrics affect your skin is really important for some people rather than others. So it's good to know. You can actually ask that question. One of the things too is that a lot of the suppliers are very small companies. They're very approachable and helpful and you know I I recently approached one of my suppliers asking about something you know whether it was suitable for chlorine and swimwear and just reach out and ask them they're all usually very lovely and usually very passionate about bra making anyway oh actually coming back to that Maria when you're talking about materials against the skin that particularly can be relevant for women that have had breast surgery like mastectomies or partial mastectomies and it's something I keep meaning to get to but I tend to ask my friend Linda from Uplift Custom Bras those questions if anyone has questions about fabrics that are suitable for women that's had radiation therapy or mastectomy scars. We'll put all those links on the podcast website. I make a lot of bras because I love making them and I also make a lot for teaching and um, not only teaching, you know, face-to-face here, but also online in my stories, especially when I'm developing a new pattern. I can spend a lot of time making a lot of samples and I can't possibly wear all those. And then a lot of my friends as well, I make for in different sizes, but I often have some left over. And so I actually donate mine to a, a charitable organization in Australia that I have access to indirectly. But particularly for the US people, I actually found a fabulous organization called Free the Girls. And I just wanted to mention that because they're in America, but they will take what they say is softly worn bras. So they're bras that are still softly worn. So they're not very badly handled, but women can look up their organization anyway and look at their requirements. Those bras are donated directly for women to help support women to develop businesses for women that have been rescued from sex trafficking. And I think that is a lovely way of giving back. And I have tried to send mine. um, I just got a bit caught up with how to get them there, but I do intend to send more back. So I I just thought I'd mention that because I think that's a lovely organisation or things that we can do to support other women. Thanks for letting us know about that, Jenny. So it's called Free the Girls and we'll put those links up on the podcast blog post. Absolutely. Yeah. Before we finish up, are there any pieces of advice you would like to give our listeners if they're interested in making a bra? As I said, just start because, you know, there's this fear and intimidation. Oh, it'll be too hard. It'll be too hard. But if you don't start, you never will. And there may be first mistakes of the first one and may not fit very well for the first one. 
But as I often say to people, everybody knows it's really hard to get a good fit from a ready-to-wear bra. And the other thing is when you first start, different pattern designers will be designing for different cup shapes. So you might want to look at the pattern designer and see if that particular pattern suited you. And you'd probably start with a basic pattern, but then later you can learn how to hack it to make it more fancy. For the beginners, I think that the Marlborough bra, which is by Orange Lingerie, or the Harriet bra, which is by Cloth Habish, their instructions are great and they're fairly good for beginners. I do think my Grace bra is also good for beginners. My shapes I have designed particularly for women with small backs, large cups, which may not suit everybody particularly. And then the other thing for people who are new is we did mention that the first one is often a muslin test and you don't want to use all your pretty for that. So lingerie companies will often have what they call a beginner's kit or a fit kit. And I looked up in Sydney, your way lingerie have a fit kit. That kind of fit kit is they're not fancy. They might have a white band with a black elastics so they're more just to practice for your fit before you use all your pretty Helen from Nellie Jones Helen is just in New Zealand is by by the way a fabulous resource if you ever have any questions Helen is just beautiful she has a beginner's kit I think as bra makers we're way too perfectionist about how it goes I think so long as it feels comfortable and you know it probably it fits better than what you're wearing anyway, just feel super proud. It's never going to be the perfect one, the first one. If you are first starting out too, sometimes it's hard to know what your wire size is. So just choose the wire size that is recommended for your pattern. And with your pattern, different pattern designers will measure differently. So what you need to do is follow the pattern designer's instructions for those measurements. And it may come up completely differently to what the cup size is in your ready-to-wear because the ready-to-wear is designed for a lot of people, whereas the pattern designers specifically worked out those measurements. And then they will usually recommend which wire size goes with that. So when you're first starting out, it's probably good to get that wire size plus one up, one down. And then one last thing when you were talking about beginners, I also have on my Instagram highlights but I did what I call beginners one, two, and three, and it goes through everything like materials, wires, and all the steps in making a bra. I think that covers beginners, and I've talked a lot. I'll let you get a word in, Maria. It's really nice to chat. I've obviously spent too much on my own in lockdown. Jenny, the fact that you are passionate about sewing bras and love the couture side of things, it's really great to know that you've got a lot of information on your Instagram stories to help people along the way because that's a free resource but it's a generous way of you to give back to the sewing community in that way so I'm really pleased that you've come on to the podcast. Oh look I just love hanging out in that space and helping people along so very happy to do that. I did want to mention too one of the reasons I like couture is because I really enjoy a high level of construction detail and that's what I put into my bra making. But also too, I got into that a bit because I found too that like I'm 60, I still wanted elegance and style and, you know, that sense of glamour or 
femininity but being stylish I didn't really want some of that younger style that some of the younger ones want so that was another thing I just thought I'd mention you've gone down the path of making bras that you love to wear and that other people want to wear Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah and it's not age specific oh no it's not age specific it's just more that I enjoy those ones more and all of the examples Jenny that you've been talking about are on your Instagram account and they're gorgeous wonderful colors thank you really lovely styles Mm, and again thank you for coming onto the podcast I've enjoyed chatting thank you so much for having me Maria and have a lovely day listeners this episode of so organized style podcast for sober 50 was produced by me Maria Thea Harris with permission of Jenny sound by bensound.com You can subscribe to Soul Organized Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Make sure you give us a five-star rating and review and support us through our Patreon account. Every podcast is free. Make sure you listen to the previous Sober 50 podcasts we've got from great people from across the sewing community. There are over 260 free episodes available on Soul Organized Style Podcast. Post any questions or suggestions you have on our Instagram account at So Organized Style or on our website at www.soorganizedstyle.com or in our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.